Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Oh, the whole box is full. Oh, well, happy day for Christine. I was worried. This one's almost empty. I'm going to watch you go for it anyway. Tip it. Sounds like you're peeing. Oh, sounds like you're really peeing. Who's to say? <laughs> it's the magic of audio. <laughs> I have a face for radio. And a bladder for radio. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, what's new? What is new? Anything new? I have an announcement. Is it an announcement I know about or not? No. Wait, really? Yeah, it's a surprise. You're full of shit. What no, is it? I'm not. Am I, I going to be surprised? You look nervous. I am so nervous. <laughs> okay. Tell me. It's a big announcement. Uh, You're pregnant. There's a new... You're pregnant. ...family member coming to the Schieffer... Are you pregnant? ...Lampignelli household. Are you pregnant? It's a cat. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? I'm drinking wine. I'm not pregnant. I don't know what kind of mother you're going to be. <laughs> this could have all been for show. I'm I really, all of us got so nervous just now because you weren't saying no. I mean, that's why I kind of wanted to do that. It hurt. I got so scared. Okay. A I'm, cat. It's a cat. It's a baby kitty. Named? We haven't named her yet. Why are you getting a cat? So Norma posted in the Facebook group that there was a kitten that needed a home. Otherwise, she had to go to a shelter. And 
nobody could take her home and blaze sent me the post and was like this cat needs a home and i was like blaze do you want to get the cat he's like i just thought maybe you wanted to look at it and I was like, <laughs> okay and she's this precious little white kitten and apparently she's very friendly and sweet and she needs a home and we were like you know what if no one's gonna take her we'll be happy to take her and she said we can pick her up on the 23rd of april 24th of april and we're gonna take her home and Give her the guest room until Gio chills the fuck out and learns to live with her. Oh, wow. But she's the newest member. We still have not come up with a name yet. Aw. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. That really did. I um, didn't know how to react. I was going to be happy, but I was also so no. scared. No, I knew. I was like, it's not a good idea to pretend I'm pregnant. But you did it anyway. But I did it anyway. What color is this cat? White. Oh, that's going to be hard to not stain with your wine. Precious. Oh, oh Yeah. I mean, we know you've dropped a couple glasses on Gio's head. White is going to be a hard, especially when cats don't like to bathe. She's not going to be white for lunch. She's just going to be like a, a crisp burgundy. She'll be like a maroon burgundy. Maybe just name her Merlot now, since that's what's going to. I'll be like, she's going to look came like anyway. With this weird birth defect where she's covered in, you know. For now, her name is Chardonnay, but one day she'll be a Cab. Cab the cat. Oh, I love it. Anyway, yeah, so we're getting her. Can I show you a photo? She's really yeah. precious. I'm, I know you were a cat person. We're not really, but like I grew up with cats and Blaze went home over Christmas break and our little cat Nosy just was obsessed with him and followed him around, always sat on his lap. They would like cuddle up and sleep next to each other all night. Aww. And we got back to uh, LA and he goes, you know, I feel like getting a cat wouldn't be a bad idea. And I was like, okay, all of a sudden you're into cats, <laughs> but she's a precious little baby. Oh, she's so sweet. Look at that little baby nose. Oh, she's so cute. She's really freaking cute. Such a she's little baby. She's still a little baby, so she can't be picked up yet. I can't wait but to so, start giving her puns and names. Look at her little baby face. So sweet. So this is also part of our mission to get Gio to be like... A big brother? Chill the fuck out oh. about, yeah, like other creatures because he can't handle himself. Right. Anyway, I'm not pregnant. That's the moral of the story. Wow. That really was quite an announcement. I thought it was going to be like, we got new stickers or something. <laughs> we have a KitchenAid Instead, now. there's like a whole new child you're going to keep alive. A little fur baby. Well, no fur babies for me. That's why I drink. Why do you drink? Um, I don't know. I blocked out a little when I thought you were going to say you were pregnant while you were pouring wine. That's a good reason to drink, I think. Um, why do I drink? Um, I mean, I have another reason. Oh, shit. Okay. Tomorrow will be six months until my wedding. Huh? And I realized that today and had like a mini meltdown. Oh, my God. Everything's fine. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. Are you excited? It's, yes. You still have time to get out. Sure. You don't. We'll um, see. Everything's great. That means six months until I have to have a speech prepared. Yep. Okay. Good. Get so, on it. As long as we all know. It means less than six months because you better have it ready before the day of. Fuck yeah. Ugh, imagine if I went up there and I was like, I'm just going to wing it. Like improv. I feel like I'd it's be like, good at that. Like now that I got my propranol, well, what can stop me? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. I don't know why I drink. I'm sure I have several reasons, but I, I just don't have them right now. I feel like I usually don't. So I feel like this week I like packed a hard punch. Okay, that's good. And then, like, upset you for a minute about that. It was. I, I do want to clarify. When you tell me one day that you're having a baby, I won't be upset. I 
I just didn't, I think I just wasn't ready no, for it. If I was <laughs> pregnant, I would be extremely upset. So I think. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. truly, like I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm that's not fair. about to be pregnant in my wedding dress that I just paid way too much money for. If Allison were pregnant, I think we would all be scared. <laughs> We'd all be like, how oh. did that happen? Oh, there'd be layers on pun layers of problems. Be It'd be a good mystery for all of us. Allison, are you listening? Hello? Are you pregnant? Are you still with me? Did you leave? We'll find out. Are we alone? To be continued. I think I'm single again. Anyway. Full um, circle. Circle of life. I guess I would say that I drink because a week from now, um, Alice and I will be done with all of the Marvel movies. Wow. You're getting there. We've been watching like... Holy shit. It's been a while. Holy shit. We only have four movies left. Wow. But we've been... It's, we've watched like almost 20 movies in like a couple weeks. Stupid question. How many are there total? The main ones, technically 18. But that's also if you're not including TV shows. That's a lot of movies. I mean, that's at least 36 hours. Yeah. And more because a lot of them are over two hours. But if you're doing it like the quote, like hardcore right way, then there's also TV shows that you have to watch. And But the tricky part is there's some shows where you have to watch certain seasons and then a movie and then the next season and then another movie and then like other seasons and then another TV show. It's no, like, thank you. It's very confusing. So we just stuck with the movies. Oh, man. And I just filled her in on the way. I'm amazed that Allison like stuck through all this. She's a good one. She she's the one that suggested we do this, too. Wow. She was like, well, if well, here's the thing. I've been waiting for Infinity War almost my entire life. Hmm. And when Allison said, oh, can I come? I was like, no, because you have not <laughs> watched any dick. of them. And so if you haven't watched any of them, I'm not going to like sure. be freaking out to references just to look at your like deadpan face because you don't know what's going on. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Who's that again? Exactly. I was like, you're not going to ruin That's this me, for me. That's me, by the way, Allison, not, not you. I'm <laughs> referencing myself. And so she was like, well, if I'm going to be there, I guess I should know what everything. A, what a babe. I can't believe what she wants to be there. I'd be like, oh, what a bummer. I think <laughs> she's kind of into it because she's definitely retaining information because well, she's got to be. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't fake the 36 hours. Of <laughs> I know. You can't. I will, I'll quiz her every now and then. And she's got all of the answers right. So she's. What? Yeah, she's. It's. She's a little Marvel geek now, poor, whether or not she wants it. Poor Blaze hasn't even tried to get me to watch Dragon Ball Z because I'm like, <laughs> bye. Nope. <laughs> but I guess, you know. But anyway, I drink because my girlfriend really puts up with a lot of what bullshit. A, so What a gem. What a gem. Um, a lot of people have been asking, by the way, uh, we are doing a CrimeCon meetup and we finally have the details. Okay, let's go. You saw them, right? I saw them. Did you RSVP? No. Well, then you didn't see them. I'm doing it right now. God damn it. I'm going. Okay. So we find, I even invited you. And I'm, I'm officially going. I'm going. Linda commented and I'm there. So we're officially doing a crime con meetup on Saturday, May 5th, which by the way is Cinco de Mayo. Again, I will be dragging you out of the building. Fireman style. <laughs> Fire person. With my wagon. Firefighter. What? Firefighter. I like a good firefighter. Wagon. What? Remember in the last episode, I said I would drag, I just bring a wagon <laughs> and just wagon. drag you out like a drunk tank. <laughs> um, I still mean it. I mean, I don't doubt it. Uh, it's going to be Cinco de Mayo, Saturday, May 5th uh, at 8 p.m. Nashville time 
at the Broadway Brew House Midtown. Awesome. It's a, it looks like a really cool bar. They have like a milkshake like drink. Somebody Jess like created the event, but then she had somebody else, she said on the ground like finding us a venue who found a place that has like God bless Jess. A milkshake drink and like beer and wine. I'm well. I do have a hunch that I've been here before. What? Well, remember I went to the bachelor party in Nashville. I've been to like the like the main places. Like there's like that huge strip where like all the bars are connected to each other, and they're like three floors tall. I've gone to all those. If this is on that street, then I've been there. Well, I don't know. Other than that, I don't know. We'll find out. It's called the. It's called Broadway Brewhouse Midtown. We're gonna be there Saturday, May fifth. Drinking eight p.m. in Nashville, Tennessee. You don't have to be going to CrimeCon to go to this. We just want to see anybody and everybody, whether you did, did go to CrimeCon or not. Preferably wear, and then that's why we drink t-shirts, so we can spot you in the crowd. Oh, that's true. We, we should, like a, like, a bar, like a pub crawl shirt. Yes! <laughs> <gasps> Holy shit! Okay, and then we can take a big photo together. Oh, it's going to be so fun. So if you have any, and that's why we drink merch, wear it. That way we can find you, because otherwise we're going to be approaching strangers being like, do you know who we are? <laughs> And they're going to say, no, get away. <laughs> we'll be like, listen. And, and then we'll realize we're the only people there <laughs> oh for God. us. My mom and your mom will be like, My Yay. mom will go get drunk and break her hand again like she did the last time she was in Nashville. Oh, good times. So you guys be there. If you're anywhere in the area, we'd love to see you. That's all I have. That's okay. Do you have any more news or updates? No, my life is pretty boring. No, it's not. You're watching a lot of movies. <laughs> We are watching a lot of movies. <laughs> also, uh, Allison and I are looking for a place to live together in the future. So you need roommates? Or- no, I'm just oh. making a life announcement because you made one. You're oh. getting a cat. I'm getting an apartment with my girlfriend. That's precious. And possibly RJ. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? Oh, man. But anyway, so that's my life update. That's a big one, though. That is a big one. I've never lived with someone that I was dating before. Yeah, Blaze is the first person I lived with, significant other. So a big it's deal. A big deal. It's a, but that's my not first milestone. Fall, right? That's not till next year. Oh, oh, oh okay. We, so it's not like my my. She were she lives month to month. Sure. Okay. And then my lease ends in November, but I technically paid through December. Oh, 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 oh so okay. I have a home until the new year, and then she can just drop her lease whenever. So. Oh, okay. So you're not like currently like. I'm already current because I'm a planner. No, 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 no. But you're not like desperately seeking a place. No, not desperately. Okay, got you. But I've already picked out the five potential neighborhoods we'll be living in. Well, that's fun. Allison does not seem to have an opinion yet. So I'm just making a lot of decisions. Great. It's a good time. Just go for it. I appreciate her uh, just letting me be myself. I mean, she's letting you watch all the Marvel movies you want. So she really lets me get away with a lot. If thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water, you need to check out Green Mountain Gringo. And make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside, a list of its all-natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative-free, too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop, 
I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, anyway, the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos, serrano peppers, and other savory herbs. Plus, they've got a hot sauce with a tangy, spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals. It's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos. I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything, but specifically, I use their salsa. I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast. And I don't know how the script knew that maybe everybody eats this but I always make toast with avocado and then I put scrambled eggs on top and I put salsa I can't eat it without salsa and the green mountain gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to I mean any meal if you're me but definitely the eggs avocado toast situation visit greenmountaingringo.com and start shopping use the store locator to find green mountain gringo products get inspiration for recipes and purchase products using promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off that's promo code podcast 24 and don't forget to check out their backside <laughs> this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Anyway. Bring it. This, where, Christine. What? Where's my favorite place in the world? Oh, man. Um... Don't 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 make it harder than it is. Where's my home? Chick fil A. Go <laughs> close. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Right? No, you're not. Okay, you're really not. Uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Oh God, you know me better than I do. Because <laughs> yeah, but also no. Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. What's my homeland? Oh, Canada. Okay. Russia? The land of wooden dildos, apparently. Oh, so. okay. That would have clarified it. Yeah. I tried... One time you were like, my homeland, Russia. And I was like, hold on. You just went across <laughs> the globe to a different fucking continent. You know, my boss, Renee, of course, yep. she listens to this and she doesn't ever really bring up her favorite parts of the episode. She just kind of throws in subtle <laughs> things that happen in the shows into our like work conversations. Where I'll be like, oh, yeah, well, this happened in Canada. And she's like, oh, well, you love Canada. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? And then she's like, wait, I'm sorry, but aren't you Russian? And I'm like, how? You need to stop listening I to my like show. I feel like she's me. She's like, Christine's my window into your world. She has said she I don't want to say she said it in those words, but she said them in quite <laughs> close words. Oh, OK. Anyway, Canada's your favorite place. Besides Chick-fil-A, Russia. Canada is my favorite place that I've never been to. Fair. Okay, here's the thing. It's in Canada, if you haven't picked up on that yet. Oh, shit, it is? Yeah. <laughs> this is just like giving you a fact about me. No, I mean, I never know with you. That's a fair point. <laughs> so, uh, Canada, it's in this little area called Ottawa. Oh, heard of it. Heard of it. And it is the Ottawa Jail. Whoa. which was previously known as the Carlton County Jail. And you know it was an old school jail because jail was spelled G-A-O-L. What the fuck? Like Renaissance Fair kind of jail. That, seriously? No. Well, it was definitely spelled differently yeah. in the past. But it was spelled G-A-O-L? Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe Canadians just spelled jail differently. They don't. Don't look at me. You're the Canadian one. 
you're right. It was opened in 1862, so maybe that's just how they spelled jail back then. Maybe. Um, at the time, in 1862, uh, it was the most modern facility in Canada. The most modern gowl in Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Part of the reason why it was so, quote, modern was because it had drum, arched drum ceilings, which gave the halls really good acoustics. What? So as a guard, you could sit at one end of the hall, and even the softest whisper in the cell furthest away from you, you could oh, hear. Oh, okay. And this building still stands, and you can go and like test the arched ceilings yourself and stand on one end of the hall and have someone else <laughs> have talk to you. Have you ever done that in a museum or whatever, where you whisper and it goes to the other side? I haven't, but I certainly want to. Oh, come to Cincinnati. They have that. You're literally like across an entire museum and you whisper into the like where the water fountain is and the person you can barely even see them like they're all the way across the room and they just can completely hear it it's so that's wild bananas although if i were to experience this i wouldn't go to cincinnati i'd go to canada in a haunted jail i think that's fair i mean cincinnati's closer i love you you know what um on october 13th when i'm getting married i think i'm still gonna be there i'd like you to go to canada instead no wait okay Moving on. So it was modern for the time being. Great. But it was also, like, not modern according to today because it was built on reform over discipline. Oh, no. So the prisoners, which, by the way, included men, women, and children. What? Uh, and uh, they were treated pretty shitty. Um. The worst offenders were starved entirely because all inmates were served only once a day. So if you were incredibly bad and they didn't have any more food, they just wouldn't feed you. At all. Wow. At all. Um, most women and children were from poor families and they couldn't pay their debts. So that's why they would end up in jail. Are you serious? Yes. Uh. Um, inmates were rarely given tasks. So for 24 hours a day, they basically sat in a tiny cell sale in a tiny cell or uh they were allowed to walk around in the halls of each cell block but that was all they could do for 24 hours because they didn't have jobs to give them or anything right there was also no heat lighting ventilation or toilets what so lots of illness because they're just sure going to the bathroom in their bed not even ventilated and also like there's no glass in the windows and no heat so oh woof in canada too yeah, imagine in the winter in Canada. Uh-uh. Goodbye. So uh, there was also a severe water shortage in the 1870s, so inmates couldn't bathe either. Or drink water for the most part. Oh, okay. In the 1880s, 10 years later, the building's wood was infested with insects, and the wood had to be removed. So they were doing all this construction, dirty construction around all these people, too, who weren't bathed or using toilets or eating or drinking water. Okay. Um, quote, the inmates had to sleep on the floor for a long time. They were actually sleeping on cold, wet surfaces, which of course would cause illness, disease, and so on. So there was 150 men, women, children, and they were crammed into 60 cells. So 150 people <gasps> in 60 cells. And each of the cells only measured three by nine feet. What? Three people in each of them. Or not even. Holy. So you were just like... Tetrising, yeah, in the room, and there's no toilets. Oh my god! 
And then there were 30 larger cells. So there was 90 cells, 150 divided by 90. But 60 of those cells were three by nine feet. 30 of those cells were six by nine feet. So they weren't much. There was literally three feet more. Right. Um, sounds like an algebra question. There were nine feet more. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, anytime I feel like I can contribute mathematically, I force it. That's fine. Whatever and you want. I'm usually wrong. There were six cells, additional cells, that were solitary confinement. Well, you wonder at that point, like, what's the difference? Like, solitary confinement, nobody else is eating or... Yeah. I mean, I guess you still don't have human contact, so that's awful, but... Yeah, but at that point, I'd be like... It almost feel like a vacation, maybe. I don't have someone's feet in my face. (laughs) Or poop. Or poop in my face. (laughs) That's not funny. So, <laughs> sorry. It's not. It I, was I, one of those like laughing at a funeral moments. Like, I know it's not funny. I'm sorry. I, um, inmates were thrown naked. Oh, no. Into the dark solitary confinement cells and then chained spread <gasps> eagle to the floor. I take back literally every word I just said. Yeah. So they were. Mother of God. Stripped naked, spread eagle on the floor and no. then shackled to the ground. No. And by the way, like, this is, like, a ground that's, like, dirty and wet and damp. And also, since you're chained down, you're not using a toilet. (gasps) So you're just going to the bathroom where you lay, and then you're lying in it. And then they take you out and then put someone else on that puddle. (gasps) And then they go. Who was sent to the solitary confinement? Just people who were, like. Just people who were acting up, I guess. Oh, my God. Um, So the whole solitary confinement sure um is a heavy focus now for psychics um and it's near the basement cell near the laundry room oh but my god a lot of psychics will go there because obviously there's a lot Can of dark you shit the energy that must just like manifest there i've been in the solitary confinement cells by myself with the door closed in alcatraz and that was some pretty dark energy did i tell you i'm going there in like a week and a half no you did not Wow, this is a lot like that Whaley House time, isn't it? I'm sorry, and the time I went to the Queen Mary. Oh yeah, no big deal. I do this to you. I'm Where sorry. who are you going to the Alcatraz with? Remember Blaze. that time? Oh, we're going to San Francisco. He got a weekend off, so he was like, "Do you want to book a two days in San Francisco?" And then I immediately was like, "I want to go to Alcatraz." You are something else. Three strikes in a row. I mean, we just planned it. Uh-huh. And I was going to announce it next week on the podcast. It's like a surprise, but then I was like, I should probably tell you that I'm yeah, going. Yeah, also that would have not been a pleasant surprise. Much like the drunk pregnancy. Um, listen, <laughs> it's called a cat adoption. Right, yeah. It was a, it was a drunk pregnancy. I mean, a little bit. Little tiny. For a second it was. Just a tiny bit, but can you blame me? No. No? Yeah, I can. Oh. I was just trying to be nice. I got excited for a second. <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway, so that's their spread eagle and naked on the ground. Um, Yish. It's the only example left um, that they have documents of where men were chained naked to the floor. Oh, who's they? Like, ever? Like, as far as documents go, there are only official documents of men ever being chained naked to a floor with this jail. Wow, okay. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's other instances, but this is the only official like documented yeah. record. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't even like what you're about to eat. I know, but I like them again. Um, so the rings used for the chains are still in the ground. 
Uh-uh. So if you were like a really sick person, you could like put your hand in one of the shackles. What do you mean if you were sick? Oh, sick in the head. Yeah. And like really wanted to like live how they lived you could essentially be chained to no, the ground like they that. were um i guess sick wasn't the right word disrespectful let's go with that yeah twisted twisted yeah um the jail had only three official hangings but when i say three official i mean three official oh my god which means there were many illegal hangings where they were never documented they would just kill prisoners so not just suicide like People like they were hanging would, other people like cops would tighten nooses around prisoners necks and then the other end of the noose was tied to a beam and then they would <gasps> throw them off the eighth floor balcony uh, oh, oh what the fuck and death row sat at the top floor which is right above the eighth balcony um so executions were only hangings there and the most famous hanging there was uh, a guy named patrick whalen and he was also the last public hanging there. Um, he So one of the founding fathers of Can- Canada's Confederacy, his name was Thomas McGee. And he like very much opposed American expansion moves, like motives towards Canada. Sure. Um, and so in 1868, because of his political opinions, he was assassinated. And a lot of people <gasps> thought that... Patrick Whalen was the one who assassinated him, even though there was hardly any evidence. And mainly the reason they thought he was guilty was because just a lot of people said he was, whether or not it was true. Oh shit. So mainly like popular opinion decided it, not actual evidence. Wait, who's, who was Patrick Whalen again? Patrick Whalen was just like a guy that they assumed assassinated him. They had like nothing. Was he like, the only evidence they had was the night that, um, Thomas McGee was assassinated. Patrick Whelan was in the area with a gun that had the same caliber, like held the same kind of caliber oh. bullet. So wait, but was he like a police officer, like a citizen? Just, just a like citizen. A random dude. I'm pretty sure he was just a citizen. Oh, okay. But so I don't really know like his background, but a lot of people just said he did it. And so whether or not they had a lot of evidence, they just agreed and they were like, oh, okay, you did it. Wow. So um, there's actually writings about mcgee's assassination where apparently he was he came home late from a meeting one night um was couldn't find his keys and so he had to wait for his landlady to greet him outside and then as soon as the landlady opened the door for him to come in quote a bullet sliced through (gasps) mcgee's neck and exploded out of his jaw (gasps) sending his dentures flying (gasps) so his teeth (laughs) flew out of his face oh no um, so everyone in town thought it was Patrick, but they never figured that out. They just sent him to the gallows and hung him and 5,000 people watched. Holy God. Um, and that was in 1869. Um, the final official execution at the jail, cause he was the last public hanging, but like Patrick Whalen, Patrick Whalen. Okay. But the official, the final official execution was a guy named Eugene who was hanged for killing a police detective. Oh boy. Just fun fact, I guess. So fun. A fun fact. That's not fun. So much fun. We're having fun. So when Whalen's body, when Whalen died, his last request was that his body would get sent home to Montreal. And instead the authorities decided to just bury him on the jail property. <gasps> oh no. He's going to haunt the shit out of this place. 
And he warned that, um, like he swore he was innocent. He swore he was innocent. So he warned before his death that because he was innocent as proof of it, no grass would ever grow on his grave. And so now on the property's parking lot, um, there's a certain patch that never grows grass. Shut the fuck up. And they don't know if that's where he was buried, but it's assumed it was somewhere in that general area. Because they were all these unmarked graves, so they have no proof of it. They just, like, built parking lots on top and stuff like that. So, <gasps> But there's one part that refuses to grow grass. Wow. So they think that might be where he's buried. That is creepy. And then just to, like, make you believe even more that maybe that's where he was buried... There were two students on a tour at this jail that were joking around and saying, we can find the spot, we can find the spot. And so they found the patch without grass and started jumping on it no. and making fun of it. And uh, <laughs> at the same moment, both boys got profuse nosebleeds. <gasps> so just like a, a weird <laughs> thing. But I was like, are they going to get struck by lightning? That would have been cool. No, they just got really bad nosebleeds, but at the same time. But a nose, that's pretty, that's like some Harry Potter, like a uh, prankster yeah. shit. <laughs> so, um, so that's like the first sign of like any paranormal stuff. And then the rest I have for you is paranormal. Yes. There's a quote from someone that went on a tour that I found on, it was like some, like a Yelp or a room. It was, it was a, some sort of review that I found. Mm-hmm said the eighth floor is one of the claustrophobic single cells so much unexplained activity occurred on this level um there were footsteps in the hall cell doors slamming closed and disembodied voices and no one could spend the entire night there and they would always leave demanding their money back it got to a point because also this became a hostel over time oh <clears throat> shit so um so people would come and then they wouldn't even spend the night and they would demand their money back because they didn't want to be there. Wow. And then I'm finishing the quote. It got to the point that the hostel even offered the rooms for free to anyone who managed to remain there the entire night. They've never had to give a complimentary stay. No sooner that our tour guide finished telling us these details when a door slammed somewhere down the hall in an unused section of the floor. What? So wait, so they've never given away a complimentary night, meaning nobody's ever stayed the full night. Yeah. Like, they keep offering, like, we'll give you a free room if you can just stay the night. And no one has ever done it. So they probably must make a shit ton of money. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like if I worked, I'd wander around, like, scratching on doors and, like... Oh, yeah, probably. Slamming, slamming the... I mean, maybe that's how they get you. I mean, that's what I would do. So, uh, in the death row area, at the very top, you can feel a crazy, heavy, oppressive feeling. Um, can you, you can imagine... Sorry, sleeping... Getting a hostel room in the death row area of an old... Oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine. An old gowl. A, g- <laughs> <laughs> a good old Canadian gowl. <laughs> um, just makes me think of jowls. Makes me think of gallows. The gowl's gallows. Oh, it just makes me think of like... These, okay. These yeah, guys. I know what jowls are. Some jowls. Yes, I, some, I see what you're saying. Some Canadian jowls. Mm. Ate too much poutine. Stop it. Now I'm just thinking of a Canadian with like hamster cheeks with, they just keep poutine in them all the time. That's disgusting. I'm sorry, Canadians. <laughs> also, I have yet to go to the poutine restaurant, but I'm still. What poutine? Oh, the one. The one near my house. Can we go? Can you take it's me? It's called Spuds. <laughs> I'm so excited. Can you take me though? Oh, just like how you're going to take me to Alcatraz or Queen Mary or the Whaley House. Uh, did you or did you not go to those places before? We had a podcast. 
before you took me there. Don't be that way. <laughs> okay. Okay, I took your girlfriend there. At, to she the wasn't way. even my girlfriend yet. It doesn't even count. E- oh, okay. That was like two days before I even met her. Before I introduced you to the love of your life. Get over it. She's so cute. Shut up. Okay, so. Also in this hotel, hostel, gowl. Gowl. <laughs> You can hear chains swinging and bangs on the ground in the solitary confinement rooms when they're empty. Ugh. And the reason you can hear chains swinging and bangs on the ground is because people used to, when they were locked there and couldn't do anything, they used to beat the ground till they broke their hands to go to the <gasps> hospital. Oh. And you can still hear someone banging on the ground when it's empty in there. Those aren't rooms now, are they? I think they just might be. Are you? Look, I don't have an answer for you. I know what you're thinking, and I agree. You haven't had that response in a while. I'd be (laughs) like, oh, let me ask you a question about your story. And you go, look, I don't have an answer for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry I'm inquiring as to the facts of your story. It's fine. It's fine. Um, People will hear help whispered into their ears. Oh, fuck no. They'll hear men crying that they're hungry. (gasps) They'll hear children screaming, Mommy. M. Christine. When asked what they wanted, uh, they use a spirit box, so you can actually hear voices in live time. Uh, They were using a spirit box and said, What do you want? And out of any, like, you would think a horror movie would say, like, You or. Oh no, I'm scared. What does it say? No, it was, the spirit box just said food. No, I know. But and, that's so much worse. And then the spirit box said please. And um, then that fucking breaks my heart. And then someone said, How are you? And the spirit box said cold, sick, and help. So not all ghosts are mean. Not all Canadians are nice. Not all Canadians are nice. Look at these jailers, the people that ran this place. These they were clearly not from Canada. I refuse to believe it. Wisp, you can hear whispers talking to you, um, but you don't know if they're next to you or from far away because of the arch ceilings. You never know if some like <gasps> something's actually haunting you right next to you or taunting you from the other end of the jail. Ah! Which has got to be a total mind fuck. It's like step one: Am I actually hearing this? Step two: Where is it coming from? Because <laughs> you can't even trust that something's oh, whispering in your ear. No. On EVPs, they have heard, find me, where am I, and I'm still here. Oh my god, that's dark. Um, People will feel their ankles grabbed when they're in the solitary confinement room because they were shackled to the ground. So if they were to grab you, it would have been your ankles. No, no. At the opposite end of the death row hall is a door that vibrates on its own. Uh, There are rattling windows, doors that creep open on their own. Voices come from empty hallways, and someone has seen a man up by death row saying, help, I'm stuck here. And they thought it was a visitor, so they went up to go, like, help a visitor that got lost or trapped, (gasps) and nobody was up there. So they think it was actually uh, Patrick on death row saying, help, I'm stuck here. (gasps) Like, I'm stuck here. Like, I can't leave. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. That's so fucked. Um, Another... Uh, visitor said we were staying in the Ottawa jail and close to midnight we were wandering death row f- with a few others inside of 
um, Whalen's cell, we set up a Ouija board. No. The board was very active, clearly telling everyone we were talking with Patrick Whalen himself. The questions started out light. How was it like to live in the jail? And asking about his experiences. No, then, that sounds really light. Yeah, right. <laughs> then getting on the subject of McGee's death, oh. that was when the room shifted and everyone felt incredibly uncomfortable. The air got really heavy and really cold and you could tell that whatever was there didn't want to talk anymore. As if he was like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you I'm innocent. Fuck. So apparently after that, someone else in the tour um, said that the tension was so palpable that they decided to leave their investigation early and never <gasps> went back. Whoa. Like it was like so intense. They didn't want to be there anymore. Um, Wayland's cell on death row remains one of the most haunted spaces in Canada. Wow. Um, noises are heard at all hours of the night and Whalen himself has been seen in the cell and walking around in the hallways up on death row. Holy shit. So people will see him. And there was that time that someone heard someone at death row saying, help, I'm stuck here. That's upsetting. Which freaks me out that it's, it goes two ways of like, help, I'm stuck here, meaning it could have been a visitor, but it was literally a ghost saying I'm stuck in this like realm. It's so dark. People have had items thrown at them from higher balconies. Good. And some have even had their own items that they thought were in their pockets thrown at them. What? So like wallet, keys, etc. That is what I would do as a ghost. Giving Pick- like just, like pickpocket you and then throw it at you. And then just go ha ha and hit you in the when face. When you didn't even know it was gone. <laughs> um, you can also hear the cries of women and children from the basement. They will scream your name for help. Oh. Like um, your name? Oh no. Excavations revealed several unmarked graves, not just Patrick's, which confirms the multiple illegal hangings. Um, There was also a vampire, maybe. I'm sorry, what? Um, There was a secret staircase that was found in the jail. Sure there was. And a mysterious note that was left um, on the top of the stairs, and the note said, I am a non-veridical vampire who will vanquish you all. One by one, I will ornate your odorous flesh with famished fangs. But who? Are there 94 or 95 steps to the ninth floor? A book on the top shelf will lead you on the right path. Well, it I'm, makes no sense hold at all. On. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So they, who found this note? Hold on. It was found when they were excavating, like they were like doing renovations for the hostel. They were doing excavations and then found this staircase and then this note was at the top of the stairs what the and fuck? below all that text is a circle with an inverted s3a they don't know if that's a signature or like a code <gasps> what they don't know what it is what the fuck and then also there was a group of people who stayed there one night who um they were pissed that nothing was happening they were like we were told this is really scary and nothing's Come happening on. i know but so they went down to the, like, the guy in the lobby and was like, we want our money back. And right before they left, the cash register on its own opened and a coin from inside the cash drawer flew up into the air and stayed there for five seconds before throwing itself at them. <laughs> like, as if the ghost was like, take your fucking money. I was like, we don't want you here either. Yeah. God. Um... So that's all the stuff, all the haunted stuff that's happened. Surprisingly, this jail was in operation until 1972. Wow. 
So not too long ago, people were still living like this. And the jail, once it was closed, was found to be unsanitary, duh. And the conversation, conversations, the conditions were considered deplorable. A man named John Wiley suggested that they renovate it into a hotel. And in the same year, it opened as an international hostel. And a lot of the structure has stayed the same to preserve the history. The hostel has been, quote, brought into the 21st century because it has free Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. It has free pie. It has free pie <laughs> to fill your jowls with. <laughs> Not poutine, though. <laughs> the hostel has been, quote, brought into the 21st century with free Wi-Fi, a keypad entry for security, mm. and your favorite, a bar in the basement. But in the basement. Okay, the bar part is your favorite. Bring that to the rooftop. And then, and then <laughs> you mean we'll, death row? Death row. <laughs> and then we'll talk. Um, much of the, but much of the structure is the same to preserve the history. Wow. And the rooms that you stay in are definitely larger than the original jail cells, but they still contain the iron bars on the doors, stairs, and windows. What the? F- I can't believe that like they've turned this into an actual place to stay. There's. You know, that's pretty incredible. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I wouldn't stay there, but I would also do it very respectfully. You and I, I would, would be stay in there. I would be in shock the entire time. We'd both be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, we wouldn't be like, eh, "Nothing's happening." I mean, it's not even scary. Like, give me a Ouija board. Yeah, <laughs> I would be like, "Oh my god, Christine, let's both hold each other in this corner until the sun rises." Yes, and I would be at the bar the entire time. Oh, okay. We'll both just sit at the bar and cry until the sun rises. Yes, got it. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. That's tour in our in 2019 tour date in the uh, basement well i do want to say one last thing actually before we take off <laughs> onto your story take off i mean before i take off verbally M- mentally oh, okay um so i found this um i found this story on a website called the great canadian bucket list Come on. Because I was just just browsing for memories. You you typed in great Canadian bucket list. I I did type in places to go in Canada before I die. So that did happen. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it didn't. But at the same time, I thought that you might also enjoy some of the other things I found on this list of things I must go to in Canada. You know I will. Okay. Let's get let's get real weird with it. Okay. Get weird with me. Okay. Girl. What else? When are um, we normal with one another? Here are a few things that I have also been told by the Canadian bucket list. Uh, Accumulatively, people have posted these things, and I, these are my personal favorites. Sure, sure, sure. sure, One, sleep in an ice hotel. Uh, Sure. So why not? Um, Also, something called the Velo Volant. Which is the world's highest suspended bicycle ride. Um, I don't know about that. Wait for it. I'm, I, t- I got pictures. Um, here's the, the little caption, like the blurb underneath it. Um, watch the ground disappear beneath your feet as you pedal off the platform. Nope. It's like zip lining, but in a bike thing. It just looks fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's like better than I thought in my head, but I have a... I, it's like zip lining, but in in a bumper car. I have a fear of heights. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, the next up is the Glacier Skywalk. Oh, I, I'll I'll do that. It looks beautiful. That sounds great. It feels like you're walking on air, and it's a U-shaped observation platform that gives you an entire view of the Rockies. 
That's beautiful. So that's number three on the list. I mean, number four if we're counting the gowl. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, then go dog sledding. Who wouldn't and why wouldn't you? I feel like this is very, like, not actually Canadian. I feel like this is, like... All the Canadians hate me right now. Yeah, they're like, that's not a thing. So here's another thing. It's called Magnetic Hill. And apparently, it's, like, a natural illusion. And you can put your car in neutral, and it will roll uphill. What? So anyway, there's that that I need to do. Let's I also need a car. Facebook Live the shit out of that. Um, And then... Two other things. Uh, one is an obvious because it's the only place I really, really, really want to visit before I die, preferably multiple times. Allison, are you listening? The Aurora Borealis. Oh, sure, sure, So, sure, sure. I mean, if I could live under the Aurora Borealis, I just might. That's fair. And then, finally, something I think you and I can both hate together. I'm just going to give you the blurb. I can't wait. In the long past, it's boomtown of Dawson City... The downtown hotel bar serves up the sour toe cocktail <gasps> with I, I added yep. flavor from a real life severed yep. human toe. I know about that. Yep. And there's a picture of the sour toe cocktails main ingredient. Yep. That's uh dude that's fucked up did a thing about that. Nope. So that's not something I want to do. It's something I would like to watch someone else do. I would not want to. And you just might be that candidate. My no, Canadian candidate. You're not allowed to take the toe with you. And so there's that. If you have any other suggestions of weird hidden gems across the Canadian send them realm. To, send them to M, not me. Send them my way. I'm not going to show them to M. Via Twitter then. Because otherwise Christine won't show me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> okay, my turn. Finally, here we go. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required and it's less expensive than takeout. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. I found myself recently recommending Factor to so many people in my life and this food is really good. So Blaze and I actually get to pick our own meals every week and, you know, separate them in the little drawer in the fridge and, uh, 
make sure the other keeps their hands off. I personally love the cold brew smoothies. Those are always my go-to in the morning if I'm running around dropping Leona off, don't have time to cook myself breakfast. It's a great solution. Head to factormeals.com slash drink50 and use code drink50 to get 50% off. That's code drink50 at factormeals.com slash drink50 to get 50% off. I am going to tell you about the Robeson family murders. All right. All right. So, it all began at a bridge party in the woods. It always does. I mean... I mean, I met you at a bridge party in the woods. Don't you remember that? I do. It was my 21st birthday. (laughs) It was a weird time. It's also where I'm holding my bachelorette party, too. Oh, in the woods. I love it. Bridge party in the woods. (laughs) Best kind. Uh, It'll be cheap. That's the fun part of that. You know, you just sit in the sit in some trees and play. bridge like the game or bridge like a troll lives under it. No, like the card game, a bridge okay. party. Old ladies playing bridge. Got it. I was hoping there was a troll involved, but whatever. Yep. Also, now realizing this isn't supernatural, it's actually real. So never mind. That would make more sense that there's no troll. Oh, for God's sakes! Oh, what time is it? Time to go to bed. Keep going. I'm day. I- I know I fell asleep one time. I'm, I'm alert. I'm with it. I'm okay. ready to go. Get with it. There's a bridge party, as in ladies playing bridge. Nice. Okay? Yes. Cool. See you at the retirement home. See you at my bachelorette party. Okay. So we're at Lake Michigan, just north of Goodhart, Michigan. The time is 1968. Summer love, almost. Summertime. Okay. Almost summer of love. Summer of like... Summer of like... Of like <laughs> the summer of infatuation summer of crush yeah. yeah you know the summer of smitten yeah got it got it so a group of women was having a bridge party in their cottage as you do as you do the summer of like <laughs> it was a good one it only got better next year just wait <laughs> if the summer of like has bridge what does the summer of love have strip mahjong poker. Oh, oh. <laughs> two different directions we went Mahjong. strip poker is probably the right no that's that's still that's like the that's the summer of infatuation that's, that's the summer of lust you you mix the them many do many do mix love and lust together you know i have a hard time differentiating mm-hmm. mahjong is definitely the game of love well you gotta love someone if you want to play mahjong with them <laughs> just saying Wait till the summer of shuffleboard. <laughs> Real wild. I like how we started with bridge, which is like arguably the <laughs> oldest possible person game you could play. And then went back to like the fall of gin rummy. Like game. The winter of bingo. It- <laughs> we went back to shuffleboard where you're actually like actively standing. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's the last funny piece of this whole story. Yeah, we're done now. Glad we got a laugh or two. Glad we got a title out of this. That's all that there was. That's all I asked for is that we get one little clip. I think we've got the jowl gals <laughs> in the summer of like. Uh, help. Help me. Okay. So as I was saying, a group. <laughs> it's 1968 summertime. Group of women having a bridge party in their cottage when they notice a terrible odor coming from one of the nearby cottages. Mm, the cottage of strip poker. <laughs> it's the mahjong tent, actually. <laughs> they, they called the caretaker. 
whose name was obviously Chauncey Bliss. <laughs> that sounds like the guy that tosses out the cards like a dealer at the casino. <laughs> Chauncey, another please. Chauncey Bliss. It sounds like <laughs> like a weird. It sounds like the name you put into like Pac-Man at the end of the arcade game. <laughs> like when you want a record. Can't you only put three three letters? Clearly, you could spell Chauncey Bliss with three <laughs> letters. Oh, it sounds like the name of a sim, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it like definitely a does. Really weird sim, like the original Sims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like, like they didn't really speak; they went like Hasafa, Hasafa, and they like had weird sex under the covers. Like... That wasn't until Sims Three. Okay, fair. Sims One, they just went. Sims One, if they like were on fire, they'd go. <laughs> they were in the pool. They would just wave at you on fire. <laughs> They'd be like, "Hello!" Oh, oh, oh. And then you'd take the little uh, the ladder out of the pool, and they'd be like, <laughs> And then they were like, "Gravestone." You were like, "Oh, they're dead." <laughs> anyway, Chauncey. God. As I was saying, Chauncey was the caretaker, obviously. Uh, so the ladies called Chauncey and they said, the smell is so bad that we are unable to continue our game of bridge. And what did Chauncey do? (laughs) (laughs) He just looked around and shook his head and then waited for you to tell him what to do. And then there was a question mark. And then he went to play a video game, even though you're like, you have to pee, Chauncey. Go to the toilet. And and then then it started getting dark. Uh. And then he got mad that he didn't have a job. He missed his job. Yeah, because he fucking didn't wake up. God, The Sims made me so angry. Anyway. <laughs> we can't get past this. I'm sorry. I can't get past this. I just feel like this happens where we get on the subject of like CD-ROMs and then it just doesn't stop. I did have a friend who was incredibly high one time at a high school party and he asked me if he thought that God was just playing a game of Sims and we were all just The Sims. And I was like, this is too much for me. I'm 16. This is why I I'm, walked away. This is why I'm scared of weed because I'm like... <laughs> The second I start having those thoughts, it's all downhill. I mean, sometimes you walk into a room and you're like, what was I here for? And I think that was... That's the... Exactly. It's like, wow, pulling a Chauncey. Chauncey. (laughs) I have Chauncey brain. You're just walking into into a room and you're like... Oh, Chauncey Bliss. What was the summer of Bliss? Was that like 1965? Mm. I feel like that might have been Domino's. I'm trying to think of what game they played that year, but I don't remember. That was Pickup Sticks, actually. Oh, that long ago? Yeah. Mm, okay. Jax. <laughs> By the Soda Fountain. Uh, I need, I'm sorry. Everyone's already signed off. Let's just... Let's, I'm just going to stop talking right, for the Remember next how there's murder? Several minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Chauncey goes to find the smell. And he expects to find a, you know, a dead animal raccoon or something in the cottage. Um, he goes to take a look inside and he knocks on the front door. Nobody answers. So he enters and immediately sees a woman's body sprawled in the entryway, her clothes in disarray, covered in blood. Uh, behind her, he sees several other bodies on the floor in pools of congealed blood. Uh, he had discovered six bodies in total. Okay. Richard and Shirley Robeson and their four children. Oh, no. So let's rewind to the summer of bliss, bliss. <laughs> everyone's playing pickup sticks no, okay uh it's the summer of 1968 richard and his wife shirley who live in lathrop village in detroit michigan 
decide to take their kids to their holiday cabin at Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. So they're an upper upper middle class family. Um, Richard is 42. He works as an advertising executive. He owns a magazine called Empresario. And his wife, Shirley, is 40. She takes care of the home and the kids. Uh, And the four kids are 19-year-old Richie, 16-year-old Gary, 12-year-old Randall, and 7-year-old Susan. And what year is this? Uh, 1968. Oh, okay. I just, I didn't know if it was like the same year my mom was born. I mean, I told you it was the summer of... Right. My mom was born in 62. That was like the year of like the wooden hoop. The wooden hoop? Are you like hit with a stick? That was not in 1962. You're evil. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Oh, that was a joke. No, it wasn't. I don't know. My mom was born in 63. There definitely weren't wooden hoops, even in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going. What if... Okay. (laughs) I think I missed the joke. I'm sorry. I don't even know if there was a joke. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are we okay? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, So, anyway, the four kids. 1968. The Robesons were basically what you imagine a 1960s upstanding church-going white family to be. Like, they just had four kids who were all well-behaved and, like, good at school. The oldest was in college. The parents didn't have any enemies. They went to church every Sunday. Like, they were just a very standard upper-middle-class family. Uh, they had a fam- uh, a family cabin at Lake Michigan, and they often spent summers there, so they decided to spend this summer there. It was not abnormal. Uh, they went up there, and a few weeks into their holiday, everything was going fine. But unbeknownst to the family, uh, a man had been lurking around the cabin, mm. and he was looking through the windows and waiting for the right opportunity to strike. <sighs> He's going to ask if Tamara's home. I knew this would get under your nerves. Uh, On June 25th, the lurker used a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle to shoot through one of the side windows at Richard Robeson, the dad. Once the killer saw that Richard was down, he entered the cottage through an unlocked door to finish off the rest of the family. He shot each family member in the head with a 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol and then bludgeoned Richard and his seven-year-old daughter with a hammer in the head. Jesus. He posed Shirley's, the mother's body, to look like a sexual attack. Uh, so her clothes were in disarray and she was the one that Chauncey found in the front hall when he opened the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he left the cabin with the dead family inside and the bloody hammer still inside. And this was before DNA. Yes. Great. So he could just leave that wherever he wanted. He just was like, oh, here you go. Have this hammer mm-hmm. on me. Uh, so it took 27 days for the bodies to be discovered. And that's when the Jeez. women playing bridge were that's like. That's when they were like something smells. There's a horrible smell happening. So almost a month later, uh, the bridge playing ladies reported the smell and the police were called. And investigators discovered Bloody footprints uh, on the floor that led them to believe there was only one killer. But by the time the bodies were discovered, they had decomposed so badly, it was hard to pin down many details. They weren't sure if Shirley was sexually assaulted or if it was just that she was posed that way. Um, And again, we're in the 1960s, so forensics were not, you know, what they are today. Um, And at first, police were baffled because, like I said, the family was 
really well off. They were happy. They were, you know, had no enemies. Uh, and the kids all did well in school and were very good natured. So at that point, the, the town Goodheart, Michigan, found itself all over the headlines of like national newspapers. It was just this huge, like fear mongering thing of like, is there a serial killer on the loose? And, right. you know, people are living in these little summer cabins and obviously there's no like alarm systems and right. stuff like that. So people were freaking out. Um, and people would read the newspaper every morning hoping they would catch the killer, but it just wasn't happening. But two weeks into the investigation, police finally latched onto their first suspect. So it took that long to even find anyone to, like, question. And the first suspect, his name was Joseph R. Scalero III. Hmm. He was 30 years old, and he was actually Richard's employee. Okay. So... When they questioned him, he had not been seen or heard from for more than 12 hours on the day of the murders. None of his alibis checked out. Uh, He said he was at a plumbing convention and had spoken with a number of clients on that day, but not one client remembers seeing him. Not one person at the convention can provide a statement saying they saw him there. Hmm. Uh, He had also purchased both of the exact same murder weapons determined by forensic tests to have been used in the murders. Uh, but he said that he had given those guns away. Oh, okay. That's casual. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you do. Um, but a neighbor reported seeing the rifle in Scalero's house right before the murders. Uh, there were also a lot of details about the types of guns and the bullets and the casings that uh, and the cartridges. But, like, I'm not going to go into all the nitty-gritty details. But the point is, it basically all 100% matched to him got and it he owned <clears throat> the exact same assault weapons got it that were used in the murders so they did some more digging on him um to find motive and they found out that he had actually uh been embezzling money from his employer richard richard's company so he owned that magazine mm-hmm. impresario uh and it turns out that when richard went on vacation with his family he had left Joe Scalero in charge of the business and more than $60,000 in 1968 just like went missing out of the account. Police found evidence that multiple phone calls between Robeson and Scalero were made the day of the murders Mm -hmm. like from the cabin to Scalero and the theory that police came up with is that during a phone call between Robeson and Scalero uh, Robeson told Scalero that he found out about the stolen money and um scalero panicked took off from detroit drove north to goodhart where they were staying uh murdered the family and then came back okay to prevent you know richard from coming forward saying i know he embezzled all this money from the company right <laughs> additionally because that's not enough during the course of the investigation, Scalero failed two lie detector tests. A third test was judged inconclusive. Um, he also it was noted officially that he tried to deceive the polygraph interviewers in his interviews so they could somehow tell that he was purposefully trying to like twist the truth or whatever to, to trick the polygraph. Um, and then they found... Okay, so they found this bloody footprint... Beyond the shell casing that they found that matched his weapons, the only physical evidence they found was a bloody footprint. And they went 
into Joe Scalero's house, found all of his like shoes, and found a boot that matched exactly size, brand, everything. But the boots were brand new and had never been worn. Mm. So they could not use that as evidence. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, this is the exact... Very weird. Like, what an odd thing. Later, like, way later, after all this happened, uh, police learned that Joe Scalero was known to buy two of everything that he owned. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, so they found out he bought... If he bought a suit, he bought two suits, two shoes, two guns. And so, presumably, he had two pairs of those boots and had gotten rid of the ones that... That were covered in blood. Exactly. Weird. Yeah, but that wasn't discovered till later. So, at the time, they were just like, what the fuck? These boots match perfectly. And couldn't use it in the case. Perfect. So anyway, with all this evidence, the two investigating agencies presented their case report uh, implicating Joe Scalero as their prime suspect. And uh, in mid-January of 1970, the prosecutor decided not to bring charges against him because the murder weapons were not available and the fingerprints were not at the crime scene. So gotcha. the prosecutor... No, 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 no. But... <laughs> yes. The prosecutor said there wasn't enough evidence. Got it. So police were like pissed and they were like, we, yeah, I mean, th- we know it's this guy. So they kept going with the case. Uh, a few years later in 1973, they reopened the case and they finally felt like they had enough to charge him with uh, the conspiracy to commit murder. So officers went to go pick him up to finally charge him again and say like, no, this time we really have you. Uh, But when they arrived at his home, uh, it was too late. He had shot himself in the head before they arrived. Like he knew it was coming. Yeah, he heard that they were looking for him and had killed himself. So they arrived. uh, He had shot himself in the head. And they found a suicide note. And I'm going to read it to you. Okay. But first, I need a drink. Okay. How was that? I mean, I really needed it because woof. (laughs) Okay, got it. This story. Okay. This is the note that he left behind. I am a liar, a cheat, a phony. And then he listed a number of people that he had either swindled in business schemes or had wronged in some way or another. And then he added a handwritten note, a separate note to his mother that he hand wrote on the same sheet of paper saying, quote, I had nothing to do with the Robesons. I'm a liar, but not a murderer. I'm sick and scared. God and everyone, please forgive me. And that was the end of the note. Hmm. So he still claimed that he did not. He said he had nothing to do with them. Right. But he probably was. Most people still believe that he is the main suspect at the time and still today. Also, if you say you're a liar but not a murderer, are you lying? Good point. Just a thought. I mean, what are you, like, Socrates? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> We're also philo- philosophy experts. So. Uh, M. Curtis. Oh, my. Christine Curtis. Uh, woof. I regret it. I regret it. I do. <laughs> okay. Does that make you happy? Yeah. Okay. So, since Michigan law does not permit an open murder case to be closed, mm-hmm. officially ever, 
uh, Scalero's suicide placed the case um, as inactive, but not as closed. So Got it, it just kind of went to like inactive state. Uh, but many people, as I said, still consider him the chief suspect even to this day. Um, but there are some people who doubt the theory. And I'm going to just give you a little bit of an idea of what other people think might have happened. So some critics say there's no way that Scalero could have driven from Detroit to Goodhart, shot the Robinson fi- or the Robeson family, and then driven back to Detroit in the gap where he didn't have a solid alibi. Got it. Some people suspect a man named John Norman Collins, who was actually a uh, serial killer, hmm. who was convicted of killing several people in that same area, uh, usually young female college students, uh, in the 1970s. And they point to the fact that this is really weird. So this guy Collins, a serial killer, attended Eastern Michigan University at the same time that Richie, the 19-year-old son of the family that was shot, attended the same university. And they roomed together during orientation week. Ooh. Isn't that weird? That is a weird little coincidence. They shared a room together. So either there's something that's a clue or it was just a really strange coincidence yeah you know which it could be but even still that's very weird even if it is just a coincidence um so you know who i miss talking about who chauncey bliss who could forget (laughs) chauncey so some people think Chauncey had something to do with it. What? I know. Not my good, sweet Chauncey. Not my sweet baby Chauncey. <laughs> so some people think he might have had something to do with the murders because, um, A, he was considered eccentric. Okay. Well, when your name's Chauncey Bliss, what's... You gotta are you, be. Are you a dull man? <laughs> no! <laughs> no. You're living in the summer of dominoes. Like, oh. oh. Yep. That. The wooden hoop and a stick. The year of the wooden <laughs> hoop and the stick. What a passionate summer that was. <laughs> you really fought for what you wanted back then. <laughs> like fun. What about the can? Kick the can. Oh, the year of kick the can. That was back in uh, the 50s, though. Gorgeous. <laughs> the trees were beautiful that year. Oh, sunset, man. Who could forget? Wow. It's in the history books. Just like when to gaze off into the distance about it. The year of the kick the can. <laughs> um, so some people suspect Chauncey might have had something to do with it. So actually, it's really sad. Chauncey's um, son, one of his boys, died in a motorcycle accident shortly before the Robeson murders. Mm-hmm. So he was obviously devastated. Got it. And some people in the area uh, think that he was slighted by Richard Robeson and the way that he responded to his own son's death. Mm-hmm. So they said that Richard, the father of the Robeson family, like didn't respond kindly enough or like understandingly enough or something like just slighted him in some way after his son, after Chauncey's son died. Got it. And that Chauncey, you know, took revenge and basically murdered the entire family. But at the same time, it's like a little far-fetched that he was grieving and then was slighted and then like murdered an entire family. It's possible, obviously, but uh, it should be noted that also police did not follow that lead or find it like Hmm. a 
any sort of valid evidence in it. It was just kind of like neighborhood gossip. Right. Okay. Um, and then, so despite all these theories and all the evidence pointing to Scalero, the case is officially unsolved even now. And this year, it's been 50 years since the murders. Hmm. So there is no way to tell who did it. Wow. Scalero is still the main suspect, but again, he has passed away. And it's unsolved at this point. Not closed, just inactive. Mm. Like all of our Sims, rest in peace. <laughs> just, like all of those Sims games we abandoned. Not closed, just inactive. Just inactive. Just still swimming in that same pool without a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> just on fire going... <laughs> oh, my friend Celine killed our gerbils one time and I didn't talk to her for like three weeks. That... Oh, like, in, not in real life. No. In, in I was S- like, that's valid. No, in Sim's life, I behaved like a <laughs> fucking psychopath about it. She still talks about it. She's like, remember how? And she was like six. Like, she was really little. And I was just a big mean bully about it. So, Selena, I said, I don't want to take this moment to apologize. To be fair, though, if I, like, ever get a weekend to myself and I find my, like, an old laptop that actually, like, works with Sims. Oh, I still play Sims sometimes. I was going to say, I would totally go play some Sims right now. My brother does. I just like... It's like designing the houses and all that. It's like in again. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, the 90s are coming back, so that means the early 2000s are on their way in. My brother plays it with his friend on... They, like, talk... He's probably going to be like, don't put this in the episode too late. Uh, (laughs) They, like... (laughs) They named a baby. Okay, this is so weird. So, they (laughs) play the game and, like his friend will be in his ear and he'll be playing. And then his friend watches like his screen as he plays or whatever. And then he'll be like, (laughs) one time he's like, Christina, we're going to name one of like our weird triplet babies after you. And I was like, no, don't do that. (laughs) But they did it anyway. And so they named all these like children. It was just so upsetting. And now that one of their Sims is named after me and I really fucking hate it. I never got, I never got so tech savvy with Sims. Cause I think the highest I ever went was Sims three. Like I didn't even know that was like, I'm saying like old school, like horrible pixelated. They couldn't even have sex yet. Mm. I took Sims really far. <clears throat> it was pretty upsetting. I took the original Sims very far. Like I think mm-hmm. the, the newest one I had was either Sims three or the pet one. The pet one was good. And other than that, I never got, a, I never played anything further. I had a phase in college where I torrented, like, the newest Sims and went, like, a little batshit because I was so crazy in college. Like, I was, like, so stressed about schoolwork that I just, like, completely diverted my attention <laughs> to, like, Sims. Like, I'll just, if I can't control this, I'll control something <laughs> yes, else. exactly. It was, like, really fucking bonkers. Maybe we're all just a result of God in college procrastinating. Like, he has other things he needs to do, and he was like, I'll just make a planet and a whole galaxy and just control everything. In I'll it. just force Em and Christine to make a weird radio show. Can you imagine if he was as obsessive about us as you were about your Sims? And maybe those Sims are as obsessive about their I Sims. I like to think that God is as obsessed with me as I was about my Sims. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs>
Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our website, and that's why we drink.com, and our store, and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. Uh, wine glasses are back in stock, so are stickers, and koozies should be back in stock any day now. And we also have an email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can write in your personal true crime slash paranormal stories. We put out a new listeners episode every first of the month. We are also having a Facebook live event in yes. a few weeks, April 29th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Correct. We'll put an event in the secret or in the patron only Facebook group. Yes. 3 p.m. on a Sunday, April 29th. Oh my God, you can meet my new kitty. And everyone can meet the kitty. Yay. And maybe we can all talk about a name for it. <gasps> Great. Cool. It's on. Uh, also, again, just to clar- just to remind you, uh, CrimeCon meetup in Nashville, Tennessee, Saturday, May 5th, 8 p.m. Central Time at the Broadway Brewhouse Midtown. Can people still get tickets for CrimeCon or is it done uh, now? No, tickets are still available if you use promo code ATWWD. Our show is on Friday, so if you want to buy a daily ticket, those are also available now if you just want to come on that Friday. Friday at 2.15 p.m. Correct. And if you can't come, you can still come to the bar meetup. Yes. Where you can meet both of our mothers. <laughs> the two who created the lives this that are in your ears magic. right now. Magic! <laughs> Uh, we also have our live show May 20th at the Hollywood Improv Theater. We also have another show that's also sold out June 17th at the Hollywood Improv Theater. Can't believe it. Those are the only live shows we have right now, but we are working on getting more. We have some rumors that other big cities are happening. Yes, but they're just rumors. They really are just rumors. Ooh, and the wind got so excited about it. The the wind has some thing to say. (laughs) Oh, holy. Be careful driving home. This is alarming. Uh, Anyway, but please. Yeah, we have other shows coming. So stay tuned. Our booking agent, Andrew, was like really excited that we sold out both shows. So he said he's looking into other cities. So stay tuned. All right. We love you guys. And that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Clink. Oh, shit. I fucked it up. You have to just sit it down. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, wait, wait. I'm just <laughs> smashed a box cutter into a wine glass. Wait, you ready? This is the one. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.